0: It was the year of fans.
1: The year of newbies.
2: The year we reviewed the show with love. It
1: was the year of predictions.
2: The year of great feedback.
1: The year of puns.
0: And the year of memes.
1: It was a new season. It was a podcast of future history. It was
0: the year absolutely nothing changed. The year is 2015. The show down below. everyone welcome to Down Below a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will.
2: Hi man.
1: I'm Heidi. And I'm Beth.
0: Uh oh well, today we are pleased
2: to be joined once again by our good friend Shane.
1: Hello Hello!
2: Hello. Hi Share. You do like uh, these episodes don't you? Yes
1: I do.
2: <laughs> yes yes. Um
0: I forgot what I was going to say, so... <laughs> right. Anyway. Well, today we are here to discuss Episode 8 of Season 4, The Illusion of Truth. But first, a word from the ISN Underground. This is a word from the ISN Underground. Can you believe that... I mean that is the biggest load of bull I've ever seen. I've been covering Babylon 5 for four years, and I can tell you that Sheridan and his crew are—you know—they're just—they're looking out for the best interest of Earth and all of its people. I'm sh- sure everything on there was just so twisted to make them look bad. I'm not even going to go through everything, but. Sheridan's fine. Dylan and Sheridan aren't trying to rule the galaxy. I'm sure Franklin has a good reason for whatever he's doing, and it's not. Uh Anyway, this is a word. This has been a word from the ISN Underground. Goodbye. Shane, I've done it.
3: Again, Paul, then open the window. There's no need to announce it. No, not that. I've invented a machine that can erase our memory of Red Dwarf so we can watch it for the first time. Again. Really? Is it safe? Completely. Although you might also forget how to read, write and do math. I'm a politician. I don't need any of that. Also, it would probably make your head
2: explode.
3: And ruin my hair? No. Let's just find a lovely American couple who have barely even heard of Red Dwarf to watch the show with us. That will be the next best thing to seeing it for the first time.
1: Hi, I'm Angela. This is my husband, Heath. What are you doing at my house?
3: Well, we're just your everyday American couple wandering about looking for someone who feels like watching a show we've barely even heard of with us. Maybe recording a podcast about it.
4: Hmm,
1: that's really convenient. And you can listen in on the fun with the Red Dwarf Intro Cast. Check us out on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter.
0: The Illusion of Truth originally aired February 17, 1997. It was directed by our own Stephen First, who plays...
1: Yeah, I thought I kind of saw that, but I wasn't sure.
0: Apparently he had, I guess, done some directing before, but not a lot of episodic TV work.
2: Yeah, because I know he does documentaries nowadays, doesn't he? Yeah. And it was written by
0: JMS... (laughs) surprised I'm shocked (laughs) Um,
1: when we finally get to that one episode that's not written by him it's going to be like mind blown I want to do a commentary Uh, on that episode by the way
0: okay
2: (laughs) yeah I think you'd be a good one to do a commentary on as well
0: so now let's do the recap I'm using a Lurker Sky recap again, sorry guys, but I'm going to have to start getting prepared early in the week so if something comes up on Saturday, I'm not skipping this or whatever. But I don't want to do it too early in the week because then it's not fresh in my mind.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, Sheridan's in the war room and was surprised to see him there because she's like, the war is over. But he's not sure it is because they got all this stuff with Earth to worry worry about because quarantine shutting down B5 and making it hard for them to, I guess, get the stuff they need.
2: He's kind of sulking here, really.
0: Yeah. I don't have a war to fight (laughs) now. No. (laughs) Um, So he got a a letter from his father the last time they spoke uh, Mm -hmm. saying that there are some strangers hanging around and he hasn't talked to his father in a while and he's hoping that his dad got out but he hasn't had any word but us like you know they wouldn't have done anything to him he's a well known diplomat but Sheridan's still worried
1: I thought she was saying that if he went to hide it wouldn't do any good because he's he's so visible like
2: yeah that's the way I took it
0: oh Oh, he was saying, I thought she said they couldn't make him, like, they couldn't banish him because he's well-known.
1: Oh, I just, I, I I, guess,
2: yeah, it could be no, in a sense, both too. Kind of true, you know? yes, I wonder
1: how long a letter takes to get there.
2: Oh, yes. You he like was saying? This
1: was three Sorry. weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know what happened.
2: <laughs> like,
0: the, a written letter could get there faster than a um, transmitted letter,
1: maybe. It's like you write I, I smell smoke. Hold on one second. And then the letter, you said the letter. <laughs> like, okay.
0: And they talk about how great zach has been doing since he took over for Garibaldi. It was a good choice. <laughs> to put Zach in charge. And of course we cut to Zach who's breaking up a fight.
1: Yeah.
0: Or not a fight. Yeah, yeah it, was it was a little, was a little tussle. Yeah. Okay. Tussle. <laughs> They don't want their cargo to be inspected. Turns out that it's a um, reporter, and the cargo was a camera. Would you notice how <laughs> it was funny how Zach opened up the crate?
2: Uh, no, he's kind of nicely done, but really big mistake here.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, we didn't see it on the news report at the end, but I always got the impression we we're only seeing some of what the news report put out.
0: Yeah, how much of that was caught on camera just something Zack said to the guy they didn't catch the uh did it get the um uh, the PPG shot
2: but it's all about the editing isn't it if if you just include the shot of the camera lifting out over a bunch of armed thugs essentially that's a really good shot to have in a biased news story like this
1: yeah the camera must have been on the whole time all the way from earth
2: See if there's uh, anything
1: happens on the inside of
2: this Or or Randall just pressed a couple of buttons on something he's got nearby and, (laughs) you know, turned it on just before they opened the crate.
1: If, um, if Zack has 16-inch feet, I want to see them. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um. So, um. So, Franklin's, um telling Sheridan that he's got some other, he had to pull some other doctors off duty to help move these cryogenic units with the telepaths in them because um, they're malfunctioning because they've been overused. Sheridan says, do what you got to do.
1: That's not a good sign. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, saying they could uh, be dangerous with all this shadow stuff in their heads, but... Sheridan's like, yeah, we're gonna have to deal with him sooner or later. So then Sheridan gets a call. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. Before we go on to this next bit, just this whole thing is complete setup for this is going to be trouble once the film crew see it. Is it Chekhov's? Yeah, <laughs> Chekhov's, what that <laughs> one of those Chekovs situations.
1: Where why would they bring it up if this
4: wasn't going to be a
2: thing? Yeah.
1: Guy, can you imagine if they all got out and they were just all trying to, like...
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be bad. ...hook
1: themselves up to the Babylon <laughs> 5
2: and... Well, they'd that's also try and hook themselves up into the, um, crew... The Ice Crew's reporting gear.
1: <laughs> Coffee makers, whatever.
2: Yeah, whatever's around. Ah, <laughs> oh, maybe that's why, um, Monday's quarters are freezing. <laughs>
1: I did like how when Sheridan got the the call on his com, like Franklin checked his too. It seemed like a nice <laughs> little touch.
0: <laughs> I didn't notice that. But, yeah, that's what.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, well, okay. you know, mobile phones have had only just really begin become popular around the time of the show, so people would be used to their phone ringing and multiple people checking.
0: Hmm. Uh, um. Where am I? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, this where Sheridan gets the call saying that the reporter is here, <laughs> which he has a nice little quote about. <laughs> so the reporter is happy to see Sheridan in when he uh, beats him. He's Dan Rendell from ISN.
1: And he's played by?
0: I was just about to say <laughs> Jeff Griggs.
1: I don't know. That's what I was wondering.
0: Yeah,
4: I was, I was, was just
2: so he, just, he's, um, he's, oh, uh, he's
1: Morden's more slimy brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. He could be.
0: Jeff Grace was on. He had a few episodes of Silk Stockings, Days of Our Lives, <laughs> some Power Rangers shows.
1: I feel like there's something that he's in that I've seen, but it's none of those.
0: 24, he was on episode of Desperate Housewives, Shameless. He's on an Amazon TV show, Bosch.
1: Oh, I have seen that.
0: He was chief of police.
1: Oh. I've
0: been meaning to watch that. It's, it's on my list. There's a... Yeah. you
1: will get to it someday, maybe. Maybe. There's too many things.
0: <laughs> so, I have too many tabs open. Okay, um... So he... <laughs> upset because Ivanova had threatened him to throw him out in airlock which, uh, oh sure yeah
2: was. yeah there's great quotes there so I don't think we should go into that <laughs> too much because we want to quote it later I'm sure there's people who so want to <laughs> quote that one
3: I have to anyway.
0: her, yeah her uh, airlock policy is pretty popular I think among <laughs> fans
3: <laughs> I have to say this is one of my favourite scenes in, in the entire series.
1: I think that um, they had uh, one of his expressions on... I think in this whole episode, people had really good expressions on their faces.
2: Yeah, were doing some really good background acting.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Sheridan
0: says they would have let them on, but not their equipment since I assume it's just propaganda arm for President Clark. But And they know that this reporter wouldn't have done an objective story, but and it like, there's no such thing as a completely objective journalist with and we would tell as much, we wouldn't tell the truth, but we try to slip in enough truth as we can without getting in trouble.
2: I don't buy that one bit.
1: Well, I thought this was interesting because, well, first he's basically telling him that he's not objective. But, but then it's funny because he basically acknowledges that they are a propaganda arm of the government. He basically acknowledges it in order to pretend like he's not one of them. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Which is interesting, because usually you would probably think that they wouldn't really think of themselves as propaganda. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it usually wouldn't be so blatant, I guess. But, I don't know, it's interesting.
0: So, yeah, because yeah, well, she um, has to see what's really going on on the station.
2: And, yeah, you know, I I you... kind of find Dan Randall and... <clears throat> Sorry, Dan Randall and the... Um... News reporter at the end. I think those are the sorts of people who, kind of, got better jobs because it's a propaganda arm. You know, they were, they probably weren't doing much at the time on the station. You know, and then suddenly everyone either got arrested or left the station, and suddenly they're they're running the show. So it doesn't bother them that it's a propaganda machine they've got better jobs.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean and, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, thank you. Uh is well don't we have pro- um propaganda now? I mean isn't Fox News the propaganda arm
2: <laughs> of the Republicans? Um also Sky News, you know, um yes. for Rupert Murdoch and his, his ilk. Yeah.
1: Yes. Or yeah, I mean or you could say like I mean yeah, Fox Fox news is pretty blatant. Um <laughs> But do you think that they would Agree that they were a propaganda. I mean look at their look, you know, their logo is you know, the truth or whatever it is I don't know, but um, do you think they would sit there and go? Yeah, yeah. I mean to, to get a story like okay. Yeah, we are a shill for the Republicans, but I'm not you know I'm you know what? I mean like it's just weird to me that he's like yeah, you're right um, This is propaganda. <laughs>
0: I don't know, I think some of them probably would say
2: that and even just to get a story
1: I mean, that's obviously a lesser evil right, than (laughs) than this propaganda and in
2: Babylon 5's position they can say those sorts of things and none of that's going to get back to you know, anyone who'll believe it
1: yeah, is is all calm, shut down? Is is that why he can't talk to his dad?
2: Yeah, basically, when they broke away, they kind of had to shut down any um, thing um, Earth could broadcast to them, mm-hmm. um, and they uh, kept ISN up just so they could get a news feed, even if it's a biased news feed of what's going on on Earth, um, and all their other news comes through um, transports, you know, physical letters or uh, data crystals.
1: Right. I thought Sheridan was more than generous.
0: (laughs) Um, So we go to down below with Garibaldi speaking to a guy. Oh,
2: um, I didn't think it was down below. I thought it was um, just uh, the Zocalo.
0: Oh, it was the Zocalo. Okay, this (laughs) is down below. But if I remember, it wasn't.
1: I mean, Lanier was hanging out. I mean, yeah, he was hanging out. So So he was probably just looking for Garibaldi. (laughs) He misses, so their, but he misses their. He misses there. I know. Their, their he was so little. Their road little. time. <laughs> uh,
0: so you know,
1: they should have guess, like an amusement park <laughs> ship or something, you know, that comes <laughs> and people could just get on and do like things like ride motorcycles and, you know. Oh, you know, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd be
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> I should have a giant like ice cream truck ship that goes <laughs> yeah, by a place of beauty. <laughs> <you see? laughs> <Food
2: chips. laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I,
0: those sorts of things would be awesome. <laughs> so, the, I guess this guy hired Garibaldi to retrieve an artifact, but Garibaldi recognizes it, that it's a Drazi religious statue, and this guy's hiding stolen uh, valuables in it. So he makes a deal. He wants a percentage of what's inside it. And this is when Lanier shows up asking Garibaldi why he resigned. And
1: Well, I thought, oh, I thought that... Um conversation that was pretty cool. I mean, Garibaldi... I I wasn't really following it the first time, and I'm not even totally sure I followed it the second time, but it was a good way to show, you know, sort of how Garibaldi's operating now, and um, you know, basically he's like, alright, don't BS me, but okay, sure, I'll do it.
2: Yeah, he's willing to be flexible just so that he's got enough money.
0: Yeah, it's not really breaking any rules, really, but still, it's a little
2: little shady yeah <laughs> it was
1: pretty i don't know i guess this is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine about how, how he's making all these assumptions about different religions like it can't be because you're this and he's this and this is this you know what i mean like there's no fluidity at all in in religion and people's beliefs and what they objects they can have it's just very like it can't be because you know of the i just I don't really like that, I like a little bit more flexibility, but I made his point, I guess.
2: Well, Garibaldi's not that flexible either, really, is he? But it was right, he was
1: right, so, you know what I mean?
2: Y- yeah, I see what
0: doing you too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he tells Lanier he's done his duty, and he just wants to make his own life, but Lanier say for Minbar, it's an honor to serve one's people, but Garibaldi's had enough honor for now. <laughs> <laughs> And she ask, asks about Dillon, and Lanier says she's well. And then when Lanier starts talking about Sheridan, Garibaldi uh, wants to change the subject. Oh, but yeah,
2: very quickly.
0: Yeah. But that's when Sheridan appears and introduces the reporter, Randall, to Lanier. So he wants Lanier to show Randall around because he thinks Lanier will be more objective and unbiased. Yeah, there's
2: being objective, and then there's giving a reporter something they can use. I mean, it's just, Shoda really isn't very smart in how he handles this. That is
1: true in in retrospect. Yeah, I mean, Lanier's not gonna shy away from showing the reporter anything, and and why does ISN deserve an unbiased look at
2: Babylon 5, I don't... I know, I know. If you know <laughs> they're going to manipulate everything they see into a, you know, a biased report against you, you bias what they see.
1: Yeah, plus it's a military, you know, I guess there would be things that you wouldn't want them to see, I don't know. Oh, yes, I mean, well, I guess it's kind of like the reporters embedded in Iraq and stuff, it's like, yeah, you want to give them access to see things, but also I'm sure there are some things that you don't want them to see, and I
2: don't know. Yeah, and uh, um, um, we're talking about here a, um, you know, a, an ISM um, reporters who openly are a propaganda arm for a dictatorship.
1: Oh, well, he says he's not, but yeah. Yeah. Do you think Sheridan was like, was like subtly uh, uh, making it hard for his rival? Just kidding. He's like, I'll give it to Lanier. Lanier loves to lend.
0: Oh. No.
1: (laughs) How sad. (laughs) Sheridan's petty. True.
0: (laughs) So when Lanier and Randall leave, Garibaldi and Sheridan just look at each other. (laughs) I'm,
1: I'm slightly disappointed that this is pointing towards it's all about his conditioning. I was kind of hoping there was a non-conditioning part of, of this that Garibaldi was dealing with. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So Garibaldi picks up a picture of the statue and he remembers being alone in a cell while some voice just keeps saying, you need to work for no one but us, work for no one but us. And later, uh, Randall, Lanier, and the news crew are in one of the elevators and... yeah this is brilliant Randall wants to know about one of the ships um, and Lanier explains that they're being repaired because they were damaged during the war and I think the Zori was saying that some ships wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for B5 repairing them and uh, the station only charges for the materials and
2: and um, of course there's the uh, camera that keeps headbutting him
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the deer butts it back. <laughs> yeah, that
2: was fantastic. Um, except, uh, if you look in the background again, background acting, there's a guy who's ha- has got a remote control and he's actually making that camera. Oh, button. really? Yeah. Oh, They're deliberately agitating the air because they wanted a reaction out of him. Wow, what
0: a dick! Yeah, <laughs> he kept his composure
1: for the most part.
0: Yeah, till they
2: weren't looking.
1: <laughs> you know it's a camera litter, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, but still it was fun. It really yeah, was. Yeah, it was, it was funny.
0: So uh, this is where they're in Down Below and Manir explains this, you know, how some people come and can't afford there. They end up in Down Below and there's some exploitation, but Sheridan puts an end to it once he finds out about it and he's instituting work programs. Sheridan with uh, Bernie Sanders or something.
2: <laughs> I'm oh, still. can we
1: do this for everybody
2: on the station? We still, <laughs> work are. programs that can be completely misquoted.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he runs into Franklin and some other medical people and Franklin's in a hurry, but he does um, agree to speak to Randall later and when Frank's about to leave, he gets a call from MedLab saying that these
1: cryo units are ready. Oh, Franklin and messing things up as usual. This.
2: Yeah, it wasn't his fault this time, though. <laughs> he got a call from someone else.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Fault. It's
2: Caught still on his camera. fault. The
0: camera's there.
1: We sl- I know the the set isn't that big, but maybe you could move a little bit down.
0: You know, the secret... um cryo units you have let's talk about them in
1: front of
2: the camera <laughs> also it's partly Sheridan's fault he should have told franklin right there's reporters hide the fact we've got these cryo units full of telepaths from them we can't let them see it
1: you yep. should be able to figure that out <laughs> i should have said it over the comm <laughs> <laughs>
2: so
0: uh yeah lanier is leading them through a quarter and they run into londo who's complaining about not having heat in his quarters and... but
1: was this just a, just a setup so that they could have the gesturing on the camera because i was like what's happening yeah. <laughs> well, i'm
2: sure it yeah. was yeah it's just really bad timing
1: yeah how cold are your quarters how cold are they that they're so upset
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well yeah you, you know how cold
1: the space
2: Londo just doesn't have good luck with his quarters you know the techno babies kind of enchanted it a couple of seasons ago Uh, there's a window open (laughs) (laughs) and
1: And why can't I breathe
2: (laughs) he had to deal with uh, giant bugs in his quarters as well yeah
0: why yeah Um, so Sheridan and Lynn are being interviewed now
1: oh god (laughs) Why are they sitting on top of each other? Oh my like, gosh. Aww. This was oh so... no, not uh <laughs> No, no.
3: Because it cost me a bucket.
1: This <laughs> yes. No, see I say odd uh when they're cute. But this was ridiculous. Yeah. Because it was like it was like when the council is talking to everyone on Buffy and it's like, Okay, this is not going well. Uh scoot apart. Um, don't say anything, <laughs> just
2: shh mm. yeah uh they're being interviewed and they know this interview's going to be manipulated and used, and yet they snuggle up close to one another and look at each other with gooey eyes. Yeah, and sounds
1: like autistic really, teenagers. so stuff. unprofessional.
2: Do
0: they really know at this point how it's going to be abused or are they still thinking that he's
2: Sheridan? No, clearly uh, they're not. Right? But... up a little bit. Well, Sheridan at the end, when he's got his Trail Food says, one of the reasons he allows it is so that he he can see how much they're going to manipulate the situation let's see what they can throw at us we didn't <laughs> do much to give them anything to work with
4: oh no, not yes, at you all did.
3: you gave them tons you're a complete idiot, Sheridan, for yeah. crying out loud
2: yeah <sighs> <laughs> don't he think just, that you can manipulate the press Yes, he just doesn't understand how the press works at all at this point. He really doesn't.
1: And Delenn, we know Delenn doesn't, so...
2: Oh, dear.
1: Because the last time... I mean, they really should just bar her from speaking on camera. After the last
2: time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the um third time she's been on camera. She's gotten a little bit better each time, but it's still really bad.
0: Yeah, they should coach her ahead a time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd love to see that.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I still believe Clark is responsible for Santiago. Remember Santiago? <laughs> uh
2: Vaguely. Um, vaguely. It's
3: a distant memory.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he was president for a season. They got assassinated. Yep.
0: Yeah, and Randall talks about how close they become because they're sitting on each other.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he like, wasn't talking about how close emotionally they become. He's just saying, Move it apart. The camera can't focus on either of you.
3: Yeah, I don't we need know to how. to he... this. I don't know how he jumped to that conclusion.
0: <laughs> like, are you two a thing now? Because you're really excited yeah. each other. Why is your head on her boob? <laughs> like, can you stop kissing right now? Hey, of- okay, I'm we
2: get interview? <laughs>
0: so unprofessional, you guys. Seriously so um ask if they're gonna get married eventually and they won't comment but um
1: wow we're gonna no wait com- on that ever like
0: no comment smooch smooch <laughs>
4: <laughs> And will call you, you later you wink, wink.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no we're not gonna get married we're just gonna yeah <laughs>
1: The ring, yeah, she should have showed up the ring.
2: Oh yes.
1: (laughs) What do you think? Tell
2: me about the proposal. He put a ring on it, it,
1: but wave it all over in front of the camera.
2: (laughs) No, it's She get out this box. Look at what. Look at this lovely box John gave me.
0: So they're saying there must be um, other forces because of the war and do you think people understand? And this is like maybe the worst thing to say, like we'll make them understand if they don't.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> yes, I didn't even consider their responses to the questions asked. They just blurted out the first thing that entered their heads.
3: Again, Sheridan, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh,
1: greed. That's the theme of the episode.
3: Yep. That's what you should talk to the episode, Will. Sheridan,
2: is it? Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, he definitely l- loses for you know he's nowhere near the top of best human this week.
0: Sheridan, so are you concerned about the repercussions? Sheridan says, "There's no force in the galaxy that can
1: oh, stop it." Oh, Lord! Can First we have of all, get over, over yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, no power in the verse can stop us. Oh.
3: Sorry, I felt that like just repeating myself over and over again throughout the podcast. Sheridan, you're
0: an idiot. Sheridan, you're an idiot. Sheridan, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> an <laughs> message. Really oh, very he,
2: really, he really is so naive. I think, really, this is part of what Delenn talks about. You know, 15 years in the future when he flashes to the future, and she looks in and says, Oh, you're so naive. You haven't gone through all the things that. You will go through like interviews <laughs> yeah. and Instead learning too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Instead of saying "Don't go to Zadu," you should listen. There's a reporter that's going to come. Okay, we should sit a little farther apart and just be professional.
2: That's yeah. You should have said. <laughs> oh yeah, that would have really helped.
1: Or just don't talk to reporters in general.
2: Yeah, yeah don't talk. To yeah, that should have been a, a barting response. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to reporters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> If anybody feels differently, please let us know. But this was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see. Yeah, so if other people yeah.
0: agree. <laughs> so Randall goes down. See, this says down below too. Uh, but he goes to see Garibaldi.
4: Oh yeah,
2: at his um, table,
0: his office.
2: <laughs> yeah, Shane. Uh, I forgot to ask earlier. He had a plate of food next to him, half eaten, and I'm sure there was a jammy dodger on that. Did you notice it? I didn't, actually. No, I didn't. Yeah, it looks like there's a jammy dodger uh, on uh, Garibaldi's half-eaten plate of food.
0: Hmm. I just had to look that. That looks pretty good. <laughs> Are they good?
2: They're a um, biscuit, um, which has kind of a jam centre.
0: Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> By biscuit, I think you mean cookie.
2: No, I mean biscuit. No, we mean biscuit. Uh, you know, biscuit. Okay. <laughs> no, because cookie is definitely something very different. Okay. <laughs> Biscuits that... usually snap. Cookies are usually doughy.
4: Yeah, it's more yeah. like a cookie to us, though, because a biscuit is something completely different.
2: Right. Uh, how
3: do I say this? Think of uh, think of an an Oreo uh-huh. with uh, with jam in the middle.
2: Okay, um, that's a cookie. Yeah, yeah, rather than um, a uh, chocolate parts of the
4: um, cookie biscuit
0: um, it's more vanilla. Okay. Oh, I can order them on Amazon. (laughs) 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 I may do that. Okay. um, (laughs) But not now. So he goes to talk to Garibaldi but Garibaldi doesn't really want to but uh, Randall's like you're the only one who's been here since the beginning Mm. of B5 and you say whatever you like get a chance to uh, tell your story and Garibaldi thinks about it
2: yeah, I wonder whether kind of... someone told him when you're there for the interview make sure you speak to Garibaldi make sure you get him to do an interview
1: hmm interesting mm. like how would he even know that he quit under mysterious circumstances
2: oh yes I know unless Lanier told him
1: <laughs> but Lanier's like damn you Lanier it was so mysterious <laughs> I think Lanier is smarter than that so I don't think yeah. we should put that on him
2: <laughs> no, no, he's probably smarter. He's just yeah, too so open so in, you
0: know, showing the station. Um, so, um, so, yeah, now uh, Randall's gone and Ivanova comes in, or Sheridan comes in, Ivanova's eating, and they're going to watch <laughs> the news.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's no actual indication here that it's two weeks later, but it has to be because... When we start watching the news report, the she says, two weeks ago we sent the report mm-hmm. to Avalon yeah. 5. Right.
1: Which is pretty good time getting there, doing the thing and coming back and getting the report ready and everything.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you guys eat dinner and watch the news? I used to do that <laughs>
1: in the, <day. laughs> uh, the news? Not anymore. <laughs> I yeah, I don't
2: to, watch uh,
0: the news anymore. I used to watch the news. Really
2: yeah, I'd to uh, find my um, news online. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sheridan saying they did the best they could they could but mm, get it did it out they? in the
2: open the best they could <laughs> really? interesting and though that this time they didn't interview Ivanova I guess then, she didn't,
1: wasn't cooperating
2: yeah maybe she actually she was the smart you. one <laughs> yeah she was the smart one and you Yeah, I'm not going to let myself be interviewed for this
4: Yeah.
0: Um. yeah so he thinks that there's not a whole lot ISN can do to them and that's when DeLynn arrives. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and the news report starts from Iacin headquarters in Geneva,
2: Switzerland. Yeah, I, I listened to your commentary, and I didn't think about uh, this whole opening credits being almost a subliminal thing before, but you're right, it could be.
1: It kind of looks like it, you know, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: close your eyes and listen to my voice. But don't close don't your eyes, look at these weird lights. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't like... Allison. Allison is played by Diana Morgan. Can we talk about her?
2: Well, she can't uh, she's the same one that um, started the um, whole new uh, scene back in season 3, isn't it?
0: Yeah, ship of tears.
2: She really does have this overly smug voice. <laughs> <It's... laughs>
0: mm mm-hmm. So, yeah, two weeks earlier went to Babylon five, and the report's going to be shown later. She goes through some news um they've reclaimed seventy five percent of Mars colony, which broke away two hundred fifty nine days earlier
2: yeah, well, what's interesting is the language she uses here because she completely changes how things are going on you know she talks about liberating cities and um while breaking away in acts of sedition, which is probably technically true, but doesn't go into a whole load of other factors that are actually going on. and Yeah. You know.
0: So they started hearings on anti-Earth activity with... Uh, members of the entertainment industry giving testimony this is this remind This is supposed to be um parallel to the McCarthy hearing maybe oh
2: yes, but okay. it's also got other parallels now you know given the whole um you know terrorism thing of you know over paranoia about that as well
0: yeah um so we see this actor writer, producer, Lee Parks testifying, so he used uh, I guess his movies or whatever, is to spread anti-Earth messages and he named some people that helped him and there's some trivia about these names we'll get to later. Oh, yeah, but- I noticed
1: some of them were from like blacklisted yeah. people during McCarthy era.
2: Yeah, this, this is definitely McCarthyism and it's just it's obvious it's a forced confession as well.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: It was kind of long too. Yeah. I was surprised it was that long. Um,
2: and then saying he's going in for rehabilitation. What does that mean?
1: Oh, oh, okay. I didn't. I don't think I really.
2: Yeah. Got that. Um, the actual screenshot says some sort some, something like psycho reactive uh, something, but essentially
1: deprogramming.
2: Yeah, reprogramming.
1: Reprogramming,
2: yeah. Yeah, It's and it's also a hint at how they're going to deal with Sheridan later, that they don't make these people out to be the bad guys, they just make them out to be mentally ill, and that they can be fixed and made better.
0: Yeah. And then they go to, what, this day in history, what was it?
2: Yeah, this day in um, history kind of thing. April
0: 12, two sixty one, um and this day in 1961, there was a flight into space. And in 1999, which was the future at that point, Bill Clinton established a commission of the future. Yeah, did we miss that? That was so
2: funny. <laughs> well, I, the, I
0: had to think. Like, well, I guess Bill Clinton was president at this time.
2: Yeah, I still hadn't gone into the whole issues. You know, he his whole um, issues a scandal. <laughs> yeah. So the whole idea of him setting up commissions on the future seemed like it. You know, it could be a
0: thing. First lunar colony was uh started in the sea of Tranquility in twenty eighteen.
1: That was oh. pretty <laughs> That was pretty quick. I mean only a twenty years in the future from the from the when the show aired. They were expecting to have a colony on a
0: Well, we got three years guys.
1: <laughs> Let's get going.
0: And the Cycor was founded a hundred years earlier in twenty one sixty one.
2: I think that's a nice bit of trivia knowing that the uh cycle's been around for a hundred years.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure if we knew that or not, so I couldn't remember.
2: I I, I, it, I can't uh, remember whether we were told before now or not, but yeah. Twenty two
0: sixty one. I think we have talked before about how the cycle or how size really haven't been around that long on Earth. It's no happened pretty quickly it seems.
2: Well, from what I remember in the books, is they're supposed to start showing up in about 50 years' time. Oh. And then you have about um, 100 years where, you know, various governments are trying to figure out what to do with them, and then eventually the cycle gets set up. I can't remember where, when the Earth Alliance is formed, though, so that's another thing.
1: Now, remind me, JMS had input in these books, so this is, like, coming from
2: yeah, how he Yeah, JMS everything. definitely had input in um, a lot of these books. Some of the early ones he didn't, and then because of those, he decided he needed to have input in them. Oh, so then, okay. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. like, nope,
1: that's not right.
2: Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the cycle Trilogy, I think, I can't remember who's the author of them, but... I think he's gone on to do some fairly well-known sci-fi stuff aside from the uh, Psycho Trilogy of Books.
0: Gregory Keys.
2: Yeah, the name seems familiar. I, yeah, it's Gregory Keyes who did the books. I think he's done some other stuff, but I'm not sure.
0: I'll have to look him up later.
3: Uh, the Earth of the Art was found in 2085.
2: 2085, right. Yeah, that makes
0: sense. I wonder if Glenn is still alive or not. (laughs) The picture of him is on the IMD page for this episode. um, Or one of the actors in the episode. I'm like, I wonder if Glenn's alive (laughs) or dead. Yeah,
1: uh, you know, 20 years
0: later, you never know. Does anyone... Sorry if you're behind on Walking Dead.
1: (laughs) Oh, is that what you're talking about?
0: Oh, yeah, oh, okay. so
2: <laughs> this
0: is a random,
2: yeah, I haven't started walking dead yet. I was going to it now they haven't it's started been at going all? for so long. It's been going for so long now that I kind yeah. of want to wait until it's over before I start it Oh, I haven't yeah. started watching
3: it yet either, actually. I watched the first episode, and I was like, "This is rubbish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I
1: don't know. I go through my like back and forths on it, but it's pretty good now.
0: It's up and down. Yeah, yeah it it's is. really is. Yeah. Um, and then Dan Randall's story begins, and mm. you know he says the Ministry of Information didn't want him to go to B five. Ah,
2: uh, no Ministry of Transport. Really? Yeah, it was yeah. Ministry of Transport.
0: <sighs> Can't trust the lurkers guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he thought they thought it would put him in danger, but he's like, you
4: go where yeah. the story is.
2: This is the start of. <laughs> introduce the elements you have no need to but you're building a story he you know he, he's trying to create this image of Babylon 5 as this dangerous place that you don't want to go to nothing good but to you can't her. go
1: there anyways right or
2: yes yeah, even if but the point is to subtly subtly? Start, <laughs> okay it's not that subtle but <laughs> it, it, it really is saying don't don't trust anything that comes from Babylon 5 oh it's yeah bad, for
0: sure but, yeah um yeah nothing could have prepared them for what they found <laughs> I like <laughs> those kind of lines you see on
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um
0: outside everything seems to be fine but inside the humans are living in filthy conditions and they um
2: Yeah, this is why um, using Lanier was a bit of a mistake. I don't think someone else would have shown them down below.
1: Yeah, how big is down below, anyways? I mean, it seems like one hallway long, of course, but (laughs) I'm sure it's got to (laughs) be quite extensive if they can't, you know, get a handle on the I
2: I always got the impression it's a couple of levels. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think it's most of brown sector. You know how they um, separate areas of the station into different sectors, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is basically the industrial sector of Babylon Five, and so there's areas in the hallways where people just would normally walk down, and people are just squatting in. Right.
0: Oh, uh, whoops. <laughs> I just got an email. I sent feedback for the first Jessica Jones episode, but I sent it to the wrong Defenders Podcast <laughs> and I just gonna, and I'm talking <laughs> like specifically I think to I think I mentioned Matt and Claire maybe. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I have to figure that out. Um, <laughs> um
1: so this is interesting because I mean, even though it's completely blatant, I mean you're really at the mercy of however the news what you know, however, whoever it is wants to portray you because you can do anything you really want.
4: <clears throat>
1: if you think about it, like we don't really know when we listen to a news story, you know how they're presenting it. I mean, they, they just present it how they want it. What they see is the truth, but you never know. Cause I, I was listening to like an NPR story the other day and they were talking about different attitudes about something and they interview people from one area and interview people from the other area. And everybody on one area had the same view and everybody on the other area had the same view and you're like, are they just putting those views that support their narrative or were they all really of the same mindset, you know?
2: Mm, yeah, I know what you mean.
1: You just never know.
2: Uh, because... <laughs> The news isn't just news; they're trying to tell a story. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, it's still try—they're still trying to tell a narrative,
1: right?
0: <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, they um, tax the inhabitants and finds it weird that the Midbore are keepers of the humans, and he shows a clip of sending sending them through down below and says that any attempt by, of, at protest by these humans is put down. And he shows, I guess, that clip of the medical personnel wheeling that guy like, yeah, wheeling that guy through. And then he says that when they were going through Babylon 5, they learned that the alien races were in control, and shows that clip of Sheridan talking to uh, Malari Londo. Yeah. he wonders why Sheridan would tolerate this from others. He's a war hero.
1: Mm. I'm a war hero, damn it. I don't have to tolerate anything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's exactly the type of person they wanted um, when they first made him governor of Babylon 5. They thought they'd be getting this hard-nosed military individual who'd be on Clark's side when the time came.
1: Well, they were wrong.
0: So, um.
1: They did not count on Dylan.
0: <laughs> so they talked to this expert, a oh, yes,
2: psychiatrist is this, uh, from Harvard Medical
0: School.
1: Did this guy play another role on this show?
2: I don't
0: and
4: know,
2: but. Henry Darrow. <clears throat> Let's see. He played Dr. Adiri.
1: That's it.
2: Membari no, right. War Syndrome completely made up. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's the only role on this show. He was oh, okay. Voyager. It was on Time Tracks.
2: (laughs) Oh, man.
0: I want to see Time Tracks.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: That was another show on the same network B5 was on.
3: Oh. Um, No, you don't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've seen an episode, and yet you don't. You just don't. (laughs) That's why the network... It it was worse than um, the Time Cop TV series.
0: He was on an episode of Star. He was on a oh okay, he was that guy. He was in um, I guess the season four finale of the Next Generation. He was- I think I know who he was, or maybe it was the next to last episode. But it was that was a horrible season <laughs> of a great show.
2: I'm listening um, to the broadcast at the moment, and yeah, not very good episodes.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, so I guess it's, um, he's an expert on Zeno's psychology and Minbari War Syndrome. So
2: Yeah, Xenobiology so many... is probably completely legitimate. Minbari War Syndrome? No. No, not a thing at <laughs> all. <laughs> I just made that up five minutes ago. <laughs> um...
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so many veterans of the war are suffering from an inferiority complex thinking that alien races are better than humans. It's because they are because they are no. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, yeah it was saying that, that since they were so superior, so a lot of people that fought against him think that they are morally superior as well, they're so technologically superior okay. Um, so it's causing some people to turn against their own race. And so he says that it is possible that people in this situation think that uh, the menbar are gods are close to closer to God than they are.
1: It was an interesting theory, anyway.
2: But it, it, it really screams out. as fake. <laughs> it's just, yeah, let's put this professor on and make it seem completely credible. I'm not buying it. No.
3: While well, saying that, though, I mean, how many professors that we see on regular TV are actually real professors?
2: Mm, I'm... Yeah, well, we've only depends. we've only got it the depends. F- I know what you mean, but it, it, it would depend on what channel you're talking about and their credibility.
3: Oh, Fox News, for example,
2: <laughs> I wouldn't believe any um, of their professional resources. You know,
1: or just like all the, you know, doctors and stuff that have shows, and you know, it's just like everybody has different opinions about everything.
0: Yeah just one second <laughs> I found the proper email for the Defenders podcast <laughs> you should really listen to that guys <laughs> one is Defenders podcast the other is Defenders pod
1: You <laughs> can see the confusion
0: yeah um, I know I, uh, when I was in the south it seemed like if I go to a restaurant Fox News was always on the TV so we kind of <laughs> but um. Here it's usually like CNN or something. Randall says the second rule of journalism is no one does anything without a reason. And they not may not even admit it to themselves, but there is a reason. So he wants to understand to understand what's been happening, you have to understand why. So he um plays Franklin down below. Um he says it's only a small piece, but we'll find out what these words mean when we come back. So after the break.
2: I was Randall. disappointed we didn't see any fake adverts, though. So.
0: Mm. Oh, another cycle advertisement, yeah,
2: or something like that, or an advert for IPX, you know, interplanetary <laughs> expeditions.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, he talks about the ships outside, and the warship was one that was used in their recent military campaign.
2: Again, the Is... use of language.
0: Does it even? <laughs> it, it,
2: yes, it was a military <laughs> campaign, but. There's so much more context you're leaving out there.
0: God. I'll do that when we finish? I typed in the email address wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. They saved the galaxy from <laughs> these aliens. It was just a military campaign. Um, so Randall explains that before they succeeded from Earth, they got this new defense system, and they were used against Earth during the war.
2: Mm, they did, don't say that oh yes um, earth force military upgraded their systems they just say they got an upgrade to their systems implying that earth didn't give that upgrade to them well didn't
1: <coughs> excuse me didn't he also say that um, taxpayers are paying for all this stuff yep. yeah but that can't be right
2: no that's that's not right at all because first of all Babylon 5 seceded from earth and Secondly, any funds raised in Babylon 5 aren't used um, to repair the ship, uh, as I said, it was just, you know, resources are paid for, and then, you know, maintenance box and personnel are used to fix the ship up. That's what's actually happening, not taxpayers' money. It, mm. Yeah. 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 You can pick holes in this news report all around, but... It's still <laughs> meant to be convincing enough for a propaganda machine. let so think about the sort of news. This is just one example of the news that Earth are getting at the moment.
0: So, after, uh, yeah. So then we go to see the um, tape with <laughs> this highly edited tape. <laughs> Piece of footage of shared in Lynn and he's oh, asking.
1: Yeah, did he put like did he put himself in there asking questions he didn't ask at the time? Oh
2: yes, he did. Oh, yeah. Yes, he did. <clears throat> um, wow. This is something that always comes to my this example of this sort of manipulation of an interview always comes to mind for me uh, it, when I'm seeing a news report or I, you know, when I was putting together a little documentary of my own, I was very careful, even though I wanted to get the right bit of information across. I didn't manipulate it in this sort of way, because it, 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 it's just an example of a way of manipulating an interview that angers me, because it's done all the time. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: every time you cut something, you know, there's a risk of, of that.
2: Yeah, but there are still examples of Interviewers who will shoot footage afterwards in a completely different place and ask a completely different questions just because they want the answer to fit the question.
1: Really, that's pretty it. it
2: happens. It <clears throat> happens, but it's sh- it's it's shitty that it happens, and it really shouldn't happen.
0: So, yeah so there he the, makes it sound like that they're going to be struggling against Earth, and when Delyn says. Yeah, we'll, we'll make them understand. Sounds really bad. And Sheridan says, "Anything gets in the way, it disappears."
2: I mean, and here it's really obvious that it's shot in somewhere else, but not as obvious as I thought because you were questioning it, Beth. But it, it's just, yeah. What? Yeah. What What was it?
1: Sorry.
2: Was that it? that it's shot somewhere else, and that they're making oh. what they're saying sounds even worse because. You, you you were questioning it, but the chair and the background, you we know what Sheridan's quarters look like, but anyone else wouldn't. Sure.
0: Sheridan says, nothing's going to stop us now. <laughs> <laughs> That's our song of the episode if I remember to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end, um, Randall says, sounds troubling but well, there's a good reason so then I he goes good, and talks.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I thought we were going to stop uh, without
0: going to Garibaldi's interview uh, yeah he goes Garibaldi and Garibaldi says that Sheridan's different since he came back he doesn't listen except to Delenn and that Lorien guy for a little while he thinks that Sheridan has a god complex
1: Oh, wow, Garibaldi yeah
0: like, you know, sure I'll get in trouble for saying this but
2: but I'll say it, say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah oh dear so, Randall says that um, they were able to slip into a restricted area and then they see these cryogenic freezing units. How? They should only have... Sorry,
3: sorry. sorry. How was he
2: able to slip in there?
0: He got uh, some kind of... some kind of shady. He got some information somehow. Did he yeah. he somebody's codes or something?
2: I really don't know how he was able to get in there. That really was glossed over. Especially as Lanier is supposed to be showing him around the station.
0: Yeah, where did Lanier go? I guess he had to go potty or something for
2: now <laughs> No, he had to go meditate.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so none of the names on the cryo units match the station's log, so he wants to know where these people came from. So he says, Randall explains, uh, Randall says this is their Rosetta Stone. Humans came from down below. These are people that Franklin captured and sedated. This is so ridiculous. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous, but, you know, this is the story they're trying to tell. And frankly, doesn't help by denying, you know, they've got people in cryogenic storage. But he can't talk about that because they're human telepaths enhanced by shadow technology. He can't talk about that because he, you know, Earth Force Clark found out about that it, they'd have a military you know, that they've got this technology essentially they'd you know, it's caused huge problems
1: yeah. Plus, I mean, why would he even know that, I guess as a, just because well, he's a reporter doesn't mean he knows all the stuff the government is up to No, he,
2: know, he knows they've got um, people, more people in cryogenic storage than they're technically supposed to
1: Oh no, but I mean, like how would he even know that, like, the government was helping the Shadows?
2: You know what I mean? It seems yeah, like they would yeah, something He would but anyone from the government who did, who saw this report, would get the information, you know. Right. Might get enough information, but, you know, uh, luckily, Franklin doesn't give as much away as he could have, because it could have been worse. The government could I... have found out they're telepaths.
3: Sorry, in here. I, I've, got a, uh, I've got a theory here, which has literally just come into my head. Okay. So you, can, so you can put me down if you want to. But how do we know he was just a reporter?
2: What do you mean? You think he might be been a telepath?
3: No, no, no. I'm thinking he'd, he was actually do- working directly for the government.
2: We don't know that. No, we don't.
1: But then that would have been his first report on ISN, wouldn't it? Not
2: necessarily, because no. if, if
1: uh, I'm I'm
3: because obviously it's a dictatorship so therefore they might have put a key um, people who are working directly for President Clark in the organisation of ISF. Oh, I thought that's
1: kind of basically how it was working anyway, since they were such hmm. a propaganda. Uh, well, not necessarily on the payroll, but they're all loyal to Clark.
2: Yeah, they're, they're all loyal to Clark, at least at the very least, but you're saying he was also there too as an intelligence gathering mission. Mm. But we, we, we would have seen that in the episode. But
1: Surely. they could have sent people I mean, it's not like Babylon 5 was closing down, you know, before like it's yeah. Earth is the one that closed, did the embargo They oh, could yeah. have sent people anytime to like look
2: at Yeah, Babylon but 5. a reporter gets access to places a normal person doesn't.
1: I guess. I don't know. They were pretty it. It's a nice theory, Shane.
2: It's a it, nice theory, Shane. We're not told anything to, to contradict it.
1: But then, why would he show that on the news about the cryo?
2: Because the government wouldn't know what that is. Because it, it's a story that it's all part of his story he's creating, and we don't we don't hear anything about it being um, telepaths.
1: I know, but still, you know, I don't know. Didn't he show a name or something on the thing? Was it? Didn't he like?
2: Yeah. Show uh,
1: the family of that person would know that person is a telepath. I, I mean,
2: I, I, I couldn't make out a name on it. Oh.
0: There were two names. Oh right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, so the day the family should, no, the family wouldn't know, but the cycle would know, because. When you join Cycle, all contact from your family is cut off.
1: But your family knows. I mean, I don't, I don't know about that, but the family knows that you joined Cycle.
2: Yeah, they would. The family would know. But if the family's loyal to Clark, then they would reveal that information. If the family's not loyal to Clark, then that information doesn't go higher. Yeah, if the I don't Cy- know. If, they, if the mm-hmm. Cycle find out, you know, it would probably go to Bester, who would stop it going any further.
1: I would just think that this is something that Clark's government wouldn't want to be on.
2: on Uh, Oh, I see what you mean.
1: Showing what the actual inside of that and names and stuff, I just doesn't seem like something that they would want out there.
0: Yeah, so they catch Franklin lying about whether they're using cryo freezes right now, freezers, (laughs) and Randall's like, rule number three, people only lie when they have something to hide. Well,
2: Well, that's actually true. (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, they are hiding you know, these telephones Some
0: people just lie just to lie Some people <laughs> like lying Yeah Um. So he thinks that Sheridan's Minbari war syndrome is wanting him To change humans to be more like Minbari and they already have One person who's uh, Changed and that's
2: the yeah, yeah So the point of this story is Delenn's the real villain, not Sheridan. Sheridan's just mentally ill. Don't worry about Sheridan, we Will. Make him better. Delenn is the one we need to worry about.
1: Yeah, she's the woman and she's seducing him into doing yeah. what she wants.
0: And there is a mention of um, Sheridan's family home being lost in a fire and his father disappearing.
2: Oh.
1: That was like an FU to Sheridan, I guess.
0: Yeah, just put that in and make sure Sheridan hears that. Oh yes. So yeah, you know, the situation on B five is deteriorating quickly, must be dealt with. The quarantine's gonna help more humans, gonna keep more humans from falling prey with it's short term. So he's a war vet Sheridan's a war veteran, so we shouldn't be mad at him. We should, you know, feel sorry for him and help him and hope that one day he can come back to us. And that's the end. I when it it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I like it where, how it ends here on silence. This yeah, whole next no talking. Silence. No music either.
0: Mm-hmm. Ivanova's was pissed and she leaves. Dylan goes over to Sheridan. Who, yeah,
2: she's she,
0: not talking.
2: Sheridan's staring out the window at um, you know, the hydroponics garden,
0: huh. and turns off the monitor. That's the end of the episode.
4: Yep. Yeah.
0: Wow! Oh dear. Uh, That's a. I keep forgetting. I haven't been um, keeping up with my Bill Blair watch, but he was in this episode. Oh, Mm. (laughs) yeah, an alien.
2: So you've got a bit more trivia about the episode then.
0: Yeah, um, just got too many windows open. Um. Yeah. So they talked. Yeah, that um, confession of the actor or director was kind of like how. Um, the American Activities Commission was functioning in the 1950s but then it was communists and gays uh, yeah, the names were based on actual people Beth Trumbo was likely a reference to Dalton Trumbo Adrian Mostel's producer Adrian Scott and Cyril Mostel
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Carlton Jericho was probably a reference to Paul Jericho
1: I think Apparently. probably could be taken out of this, you know.
0: <laughs> Paul Jericho actually died in October of 97, hmm. about six or eight months after this episode aired, after receiving a standing ovation at a Hollywood ceremony honoring the surviving blacklisted screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Two names visible on the cryogenic freezers. One was Carolyn Sanderson, who's Bester's lover.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and I should say it in his act his way of speaking.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't want to yeah. see that. I don't.
0: The other name was John Flynn, who was the was the DP
2: okay. for
0: Babylon Five or
2: yeah. oh, so, uh, uh, anything else? Uh,
0: um. Yeah, they're talking. They're kind of relating Stockholm syndrome, or oh, the you know, eldest hostages sympathizing with their captors is Stockholm syndrome, not Helsinki syndrome, as stated in the episode. But some people say both names are accurate.
1: I say Scandinavian syndrome.
0: Yeah. All right. Do we have any quotes?
1: Uh, I do, but I'll let the guest go first. Do you
2: have any? Shane. Shane? Yeah,
3: are you there, Shane? Oh, sorry, I was muted. I do
0: apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Happens.
3: I don't have any quotes in front of me. Give me a minute and I'll get back to you.
1: Uh, (laughs) Okay, I'll say one. It's from the doctor. I don't like to make long-distance diagnoses. But yes, that would be my assessment based on what I've seen here.
4: (laughs)
2: I'll do London before oh, we go out. to the big one. I'll do London. Oh, look, my hand's stopped off like an icicle and shattered on the floor.
1: <laughs> and Sheridan?
2: Okay. Say something about yeah. that's
1: not the body part that I would want to see fall off or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten about that part of it. <laughs> Have you found Have it quote yet, Shane? I, I,
3: actually, uh, uh, actually um, why don't we... And I, I, so, so it's, we all know we all want to do the um I lock quote, don't we? Go, go
1: ahead, it's your
3: favourite
2: scene yep. of the whole series.
3: I was I, going, to... I was I was actually going to get Will to join me.
2: It's your favourite part, so yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay then. <laughs> and Will, if you want to, make the other it. part.
3: Oh, Okay, then that's fine. I <laughs> I do the short version and then Commander, did you threaten to throw this man out by the collar and throw him out an eye lock? <laughs> Yes, I did. I am shocked. Shocked and dismayed. I remind you we're very short on supplies here. We can't afford to take perfectly good clothing and throw it out into space. <laughs> Always take the jacket off first. I've told you that before. Sorry, she meant to say strip naked and throw it out in our lock. I apologize for any confusion this may have caused. <laughs>
2: oh, um, but and as Heidi but...
1: would say, why would you take that jacket?
2: I know, I love you <laughs> comment in that. Yeah. Because uh, that's actually a really way to undercut that. Yeah, and we'd only use it as a um, dog carpet anyway. Um, we've Wait. got the um, one later on as well, though, that kind of... You've got Sheridan. We have an open door policy, <laughs> and an open airlock policy.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh
0: I have is something far worse than the shadows. Reporters. Oh, and there's another one. What you're gonna have is my Uh, wow. Well, what you're gonna have is what you're gonna have is my foot sixteen inches up your butt if you don't get the hell out of my way. I want to keep saying he had like a sixteen inch foot. No,
1: he doesn't. <laughs> That's not possible. You'd oh, oh, no. be a
0: freak.
1: <laughs> 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 I have one. from Garibaldi. Speak the devil's name, he shall appear. True. I wanna see <laughs> what happens with this. I want them to fight. Oh,
2: and we'll in get
4: this
1: that, corner
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want to hear about the predictions.
0: So who is our human? A human?
2: Oh Hi- Heidi's gone for random. She thinks I deserve... he did um his job very well.
1: I actually agree. There's nobody else that I really would want to pick, so I think the only
2: yeah. other one I'd say is in front of her.
1: Or Garibaldi. Garibaldi is interesting in this episode. So either Randall or Garibaldi
2: for me. Well yeah, Randall did his job very well. Give it he's a slime ball, but he did it well.
0: Yeah, I wanna go with Randall too. <laughs> I agree. Who is our alien of the week? <laughs> not Delyn.
1: Not Delyn. Not Londo. I mean Lenny I guess.
2: Oh, uh, Hardy said she'll go for Lanier because he—he he was the most tight-lipped, you know. Well, that's out of the aliens, I suppose. So, but we did, or we can go for Jakar. He, he was really tight-lipped. Jakar, he was <laughs> deep, <laughs> he didn't but, say yeah, a word.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, Lanier was his headbutt.
2: Yeah, yeah his, his headbutt was all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: All right, let's rate this episode. Do you want to start us out, Shane?
3: Uh, yeah, but before we do, actually, I want to hear what everyone thinks comparing this episode to the episode that we saw before, the one I was on uh, previously.
2: You mean the other two episodes? No, the epi- have been two other report episodes re- episode
3: well, where... We- well, I was actually just referring to the one at the end of season two.
2: All right, because we did have an re- episode that had a reporter on it in season one, but one, we never yes. saw the report. The report,
0: yes. Is that the one where we find out Clarence's name? Or yes. Name? Oh,
1: speaking of Clarence. Oh.
0: I looked it up, and I know
2: exactly when he's coming okay. back to this season. It's but...
1: next episode.
2: Oh. Uh, Clarence, I mean, oh, but really. Where's it, Marcus?
1: It, Was there a yeah. thing about the actor not being able to be on the show for for a little bit, or? I don't
0: know. I looked up. I didn't see his. I didn't see a lot in his. Anything in his
2: IMDb that was... Yeah, I wonder what it. Marcus would have done in this episode. Mm-hmm.
1: But I would say if you were comparing them, not remembering like all the details of the previous one, but it was like a whole episode, right? There was like a documentary they did. Yeah. I thought that was pretty... I thought that was a little bit... I liked that a little bit better, I think, if I remember correctly. Okay. <clears throat> I, I could have given it a six. I don't remember, but I think I liked huh. it better.
0: And now for a word, you gave it a nine.
1: Yeah, then yes, I did. <laughs> Spoiler alert, this is not getting a nine.
2: Okay. Uh, oh, you, want
3: my, you want my rating, do Yeah,
2: we do. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: Um, uh, I do like this episode actually. I mean, okay, so pst, the fact that Sheridan is completely stupid throughout the episode does take it down a lot for me. Um, So I will have to give this Probably a 6 out of 10 body part snapping off. <laughs>
1: Which body part specifically? What's
3: where,
0: a body part?
1: <laughs> <laughs> 16 inch foot. <laughs>
0: um, uh, what is, oh, I'm sorry. Heidi, what did Heidi say? Heidi says, really like this one, even if it was so annoying that they're all so dumb. I would give it 8.5 out of 10 floating camera headbutts. <laughs>
1: So I really need to start do? thinking about my reading system more. I used to do this, and now I'm not.
0: Yeah, I come up with it at the last second.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. um, it's like, I don't rem- remember to do it. Um, well, this one is a hard one, because we kind of have already been here before um, a little bit. And it's not super subtle, but I don't know. It had its charms, I guess. Um it was easy to make fun of in certain areas, which is always fun. i um, oh, sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> um, I don't know. The, it was, I guess, because it wasn't sub- very subtle, it was very, like, hardcore propaganda, which we already knew that um, ISN was doing, um, takes it down a little bit. And the Sheridan Dillon thing, I don't know. I think I'm a neutral on that, because although it was terrible... It was still pretty funny. <laughs> so, like inadvertently, maybe. So, um, I don't know. I think Franklin had a good role in this one, and we haven't seen him have good roles in things lately. So, that was good. And Garibaldi's, I'm interested in what's going on with Garibaldi. So, I guess I will give this an eight terrible jackets out of 10. So, not a nine, but not terrible.
2: All uh, right. How about you, Ian? Yeah, well, this is a memorable episode. It's good in places, but it's not brilliant. I remember the parts of it that make me cringe more than I actually really like. But because of that, and because it you know, got a message to it, albeit a very blunt and obvious one, I, I still like it <laughs> in kind of a perverse way. So I'm going to give it eight out of ten airlock policies. Nice.
1: Hashtag Kodath. <laughs>
2: uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh.
0: I met a uh, one of my um, rugby teammates is actually a drag queen, <laughs> and uh, a stage name is hashtag Molly, like Molly the drug. It's kind uh, anyway. <laughs> <Just laughs> of anyway, just reminded to me at that for some reason um oh,
2: I'm, I'm just i'm i'm waiting now for a um b5 fan to do um what's it a uh drag up his code off now
0: oh and during practice he still had his nails on from the night before oh that could be
1: dangerous
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you can't play you can't play a real game with those but in practice it was fine um yeah, I like the episode mostly just because of just seeing how they edited and turned, you know, it turned everything into something completely different than what it was. And, you know, there were some funny parts to it, but I don't know. That's, it was, you know, the cringe-worthy stuff was just more funny than anything. So I'll give it eight and a half out of 10, um, heavily edited <laughs> ISN reports. So it it to a 7.8.
1: Uh, not bad, not
2: bad. Yeah, one well, of the lowest right. this season, though. Really? Yeah.
0: yeah, the lowest by a smidge. Falling towards Apotheosis was just slightly better.
1: Seven point eight is the lowest. Yeah.
2: Okay, we got we so got to start rating lower. Come on. Oh, is <laughs> uh, so a you, really good You think you know? Because if the season's good, the season's good. If it's I bad, know, but I want bad. a
1: stinker in there. Just so. I
2: know. all right. Because <laughs> be sometimes blind. they're fun. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. There might be one.
1: It's good to have a mixture of great and stinky, rather than like pretty <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> hmm. Let's see, we're at episode eight. We've you know we've only like missed two weeks since we started season four, but it just feels like it's going like really slow. Does
1: it? I don't know. See, we're already more than a third of the way through the season, and it seems like we just started. I'm
0: getting our Last-minute feedback in. Okay. Um, Everything. Thanks, everybody, for continuing to email, even though we're behind on episodes. I guess by the time you get this, we'll be caught up.
1: Thank you, everybody. Life gets in the
0: way sometimes. Everything spies. I think someone got the impression there was some drama going on between us, but there's not. What? <laughs> but I got, um, got that question I wanted to say. Yeah, we're all fighting and we don't want to do <laughs> a special anymore. But
2: no, it's, we're just having uh, trouble getting the episodes out. Uh, but they are get, getting done and they will be out. You might just have to wait a little bit extra time for some of them.
1: We'll give you a bus- behind-the-scenes tour as long as you do a fair report.
0: <laughs> yes. um, yeah it takes forever to edit these episodes because cause, um, Heidi and Ian are always fighting Yeah, <laughs> oh,
2: not um, as much as you and Elizabeth do
0: I know oh, I have to edit all of that
2: crap bastard. out <laughs>
3: and of course they always call me to be in the referee <laughs> Shane's our mediator
1: yeah you didn't know this but Shane is on every episode we just edit him out <laughs>
0: Um, so, let's tune in to ISN and see if they'll tell us where feedback land is this week.
2: Probably no. not. No, not. They um. Uh, they always we, the ISN underground world.
0: They'll tell us the truth.
1: But they have their own agenda.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: let's keep that in mind.
2: Yeah.
0: First, we have an email from Victor. I'll take this one.
1: So, whatever happened Vic- to Ward 99
0: I don't know. Board.
1: Oh,
2: board, where are you?
1: Sorry. Victor's. Victor's. Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> I, I was checking to make sure board didn't send anything in, but he usually posts on the website and we're behind, so that might be why. Um, Victor says, This episode was frustrating to watch because it was like seeing a train wreck unfold. You know it's coming and you can't do anything to stop it. The command staff knows the ISN reporter's trouble, yet they think they can manage to stage this story the way they want.
1: Oh, they were trying to stage this? Oh, Sheridan and Delenn.
0: <laughs> if only Zack had shot Randall like he wanted to, or Ivanova had enforced their open airlock policy, a lot of trouble would have been avoided. Instead, they give him a free run of the station. The problem is that even though Sheridan, Ivanova, and Delenn are capable leaders, they are neophytes in the world of propaganda, and the EarthGov sent a professional to make them look foolish. So it was only a matter of time until that silver-tongued devil <laughs> every- took everything they'd said out of context and painted them in the worst possible light. Score one propaganda victory for EarthGov. One more thing. That Earth history lesson that showed the foundation of the first Luna colony in 2018 isn't looking too good.
2: Uh, no, it's not, no.
0: Overall, it was a fairly good episode, earning 7 Yellow Journalists out of 10. Regards, Victor.
1: Thanks, Victor. Thanks. Hey, at least they didn't say and yeah, flying cars were introduced in 2015 yeah. or something, like no. everybody always expects.
0: Gosh.
2: Uh, it's just Lunar Colony, It's I don't know, uh that's definitely not going to happen in three years. And I think we're probably behind schedule for a um, Mars colony in 15 years.
1: Uh, yeah. It takes that long to, like, build a train, a high-speed train or something.
0: Hmm.
1: Everything takes Bab- forever.
0: Yeah, Babylon 5 were bigger. I, think I could just see all the nerds everywhere. Whenever there is a date coming up that they mentioned on the show, you know, so, <laughs> you know yeah. how, like yeah. it was on, like, was it October 15 where everybody was like, yeah. I just could not stand the internet that day. And I <laughs> love the movie, but just got tired of hearing about that. Um,
2: One of the best things I saw is um, a YouTube movie review for um, Jaws 18. (laughs) Oh. That that was cute. Um,
0: Our next email is from Anka.
1: I can take Ankas. Hello, Down Below team. This is really mean. I start my review with the same words I always say when I finish this episode again and again. This is so, so mean. <laughs> I remember I was as speechless as our heroes in the episode when I watched the episode for the first time when Dan Randall ugh, ended his news report. Today, I just yell at the TV. This is really mean.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it must suck to be Sheridan in Sheridan's or delenn's shoes after the episode has ended. But I must also say, Sheridan, you should have known better. And saying, well, at least when it's all out there and we know it can't, we know it can't come worse, like Sheridan did when he tried to re- reason his decision to Ivanova, doesn't help a thing. How about not letting them on the station? The news report can't be worse. War hero Sheridan did not comment and refused an interview. It looks like he is under the influence of aliens. We can't prove it. We don't know.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It would have been a. <laughs> A bad thing for them to do, but then we wouldn't add an episode.
1: Because he has, like, w- a weird sort of integrity, and he's also blinded by love. That's,
2: mm. that's
1: my... I don't like to make long-distance diagnoses, but I'm going to say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: or how about confiscating their material and sending them out the next airlock? I mean, sending them with the next transport back to Earth. Why go along with it and even give a huge interview and let them go down below? And why make Lanier, who is as green as a rainforest when it comes to Earth? Are there still rainforests on Earth at this time? (laughs) Who is as green as a rainforest when it comes to Earth and journalists? The PR person. Damn it, Sheridan. This is what a good PR manager would be for or better from what they would save you. And this is the exact crap why PR people are always the first to get fired when someone does something so stupid without asking them first. Are you a PR, (laughs) Anka? Okay, I thought my rant now. But honestly, when Fox News- I mean, ISN shows their propaganda with the face of Delenn being the evil alien, and Sheridan, the poor war hero that suffers from from M'Bari War Syndrome, I always want to switch the channel. And that's what makes this episode so great. More importantly, it's done in a way that is very sloppy, when he cuts his fake questions in during the interview, for example. But you can still believe that people on Earth would believe that stuff, because pictures are strong, and the editor can be a journalist's cruelest weapon. It's well done, also, in a way that Sheridan's dad is mentioned in the beginning of the episode, and then the burning down of the family's farm, and his dad being missing still, mentioned by the journalist again at the end of the report. And as you can see... Dan Randall is semi smiling here and thinking, This is for the airlock thing, Sheridan. Mm. I hate you, Dan Randall. Sheridan's dad was my favorite side character. Was? Nevertheless, as much as I rant about this episode, as much I like it as well. It's a brilliant episode thrown into the mix after a rather okayish episode with Buster and a rather okayish end of the war. Now, I want to see what comes out of all that. It does set the tone well for the next big thing. Clark has played this card well and evened out the score in my eyes. My favorite quote, uh, Dan, can I sit? Garibaldi, that's between you and your chiropractor. I don't get involved. I need to remember this the next time someone asks me that. Favorite human, no, Dan Randall, I hate you still. You may not have set the farm on fire, but still, I can't give it to Sheridan either. Hire a damn PR assistant. I give it to Garibaldi. He needs a smiley face once in a while. Favourite oh. alien, oh, I guess it needs to go to head-bumping camera Lanier for trying his best as a PR assistant. You should ask for a raise, buddy. I can only give it 9.5 out of 10 humans who suffer from the Mimbari War Syndrome. Everything else would be so, so mean. Cheers, Anka. Oh, thanks, thanks Anka. Thank you, Anka.
2: Yeah, great feedback.
1: I'm glad you feel the same way about Sheridan and Dylan. Oh, maybe nah. Clarence could be his PR assistant.
2: Oh, Ooh, yes, yeah. Clarence needs proper role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, not
0: doing anything now. Uh, yeah, next we have an email from Laurie and Carl. I
2: don't always get these, so I'll be happy to read it. Hello, ambassadors, commander, and visitor. Our commentary for the episode: after seeing the screen caps, Carl predicts a story by ISN and CCU. <laughs> We're going to get more about Earth. Carl thinks Earth seems easy. Exi- sorry. Carl thinks Earth seems insignificant compared to the tech of the other planets. Zack needs a new uniform that fits. (laughs) Garibaldi is a finder of objects now. That's one ugly, drowsy statue. Garibaldi drives a hard bargain. Carl thinks Garibaldi resigned because he thinks he may be compromised rather than the programming causing him to resign. What do the ambassador think?
1: Ooh, I like that theory, Carl. Mm. But then why would he do, well, I guess fitting into that theory, maybe Garibaldi gave that interview to make it appear that he's, I don't know, it seems. Uh,
2: it's, mm. it's difficult to tell at the moment. It's
1: Yeah, it's hard, but I like that theory. I like that theory.
2: He seems full of animosity very specifically towards Sheridan. Carl thinks that feeling was implanted. Good that we're getting to see Lanier Giving the tour of Down Below. Why is it that's always that part of the station tour? Because Sorry. that's
1: the set they have.
2: Yeah. When Sheridan says in the interview, nothing will be able to stop us, you just know that it is one of the quotes that can be misconstrued <laughs> out of context. And, of course, it was. With the editing and additional questions added in, they were able to splice an extra questions in because the cameras were never pointed at the reporter. Did the ambassadors guess that would happen?
1: Um, I didn't think that they would... Uh, I mean, I guess I didn't really think about it, like them inserting shots, fake shots, but it didn't look good when that was happening.
2: Hmm. We didn't get to see the original Garibaldi interview, but it doesn't sound like it was out of context. <laughs> For the ISN report, Gahl notes that all quotes can be taken out of context. You know it will be bad. <laughs> we hear about Mars. Wow, the curfew was extended to 9pm.
1: Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. That is interesting. Was it Mars that, that was the curfew, or just all of
2: I, I, I think... Um, they don't really have much influence on Mars, apart from a couple of cities. I think the curfew could be across Earth and the parts of Mars they control, yeah. Okay,
1: he's not really adhering himself to the public at that point. I mean, don't you want to at least semi get people on your side, making a curfew of 7pm?
2: Why, well, why would I... that
1: even, why would he justify that?
2: Well, partly, I think it was extended from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m.
1: Well, I know, two, but that means that the and... that means the curfew normally is 7 p.m. Like, yeah, how how is that even logistically possible? And why would you do that? Like, what is his justification for that? Because you'd think that would get people pissed if, if yeah, nothing put... else.
2: But the aliens are infiltrating Earth. We've got to find them and get rid of them.
1: Yeah, but I think at some point people are going to want a proof of this. 7 p.m., come on.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, maybe that's why he extended it to 9 p.m., to stop people <laughs> from getting all grumpy. And they <laughs> then they'll think, okay, he's, he's extended it to 9 p.m., maybe the curfew will end soon.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's a, that was a little, I think that went a little too far, that, that yeah. Segment.
2: The poor guy confessing on ISN. Carl feels like he can just about see a gun pointed at him from off stage. He looks like he's <laughs> tortured. The crying unit croak was bound to get included on the ISM report. The cryogenic units do look very suspicious and it ends up looking very bad. The Harvard doctor did not want to make a long distance diagnosis, but he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carl thinks they have an interesting approach, making Sheridan look sick as the victim, likely because he is popular back home as a war hero.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. But, mm, yeah, yeah, I agree, it's it's an interesting approach.
2: Mm. Sheridan needs Earth to bring him back home. Very smart approach.
1: But I wonder if that was their goal going in. Or if because he gave them all that stuff, they were able to then do the sympathy thing. You know, the, you because, know, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's based on what he gives them.
2: Yeah, but now they've crashed that story, they can go full force forward with it mm-hmm. any time they do another report. So the ending is in complete silence. It was very effective. Much better than if they had said anything. It was also very effective in that they did not villainise any of the humans. Quotes, Sheridan, something far worse than Shadows. Reporters, Cars Ratings, 4, Hide the Truth, Bury the Secrets, 12. What? Shit. 12? I, I know. 4, <laughs> Hide the Truth, Bury the Secrets, in brackets, 12. I don't know. <laughs> you do, you do, I'll,
4: I'll never very
2: know what your ratings mean.
0: Yeah, there's stuff in brackets every week now and I never
2: quite get what
0: I usually I don't think I usually say
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but it still doesn't make any sense Oh, Uh, Anyway, ship Being Constructed, White Star Species, Drazi. Human, Ramirez Sweet Hang on, Ramirez That one's a uh, pilot back in series Season 2 that got killed by the shadows Can there be
1: more than one? (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, I suppose so Wooing relationship ISN wooing the audience mm.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Flora, trees in the background Of Dr Harvard's office But it's gr- ISN green screened in <laughs> Dramatic moment Sli- Silent fury Comedic <laughs> moment When I said my quarters were cold I did not mean Oh, I think it's a little chilly here- in here Perhaps I'll throw on a blanket on the bed. Actor Jeffy Griggs as Dan Randall. What would Sinclair do? Stripped him naked and thrown him out the airlock. <laughs> <headlock.
1: laughs> <laughs> WWSD.
2: <laughs> yeah. Laurie's ratings, eight out of ten, camera drones. Human, Garibaldi. His intensity was very compelling.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Alien, Linear, as he had not been around much lately. <laughs> That's a really good reason. Oh, yeah. It is very popular this week. Thank you, Laurie and Carl.
1: Thank you. Thanks, guys.
2: I
0: promise I'm not going crazy. There's always beeping in my ears. (laughs) It's distracting.
1: How could you promise it then?
0: Oh, I guess I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Next email is from Yarstow. Yarstow says, Gritting down below, casters. Here's my feedback for the illusion of truth. So a camera crew from Earth shows up and, after a warm welcome from Zack, proceeds to manipulate the interview footage. Meanwhile, we get to see Garibaldi establishing himself as a private investigator and giving rather unfortunate interviews to ISN. What would Jessica Jones do? Um, (laughs) uh, There are some great moments in this episode. Sheridan and Ivanova discussing the importance of not throwing clothing out of the airlock. Linear head butting the floating camera, but on the whole, this is an episode I have mixed feelings about. I love the concept of the episode, and the execution isn't actually bad, but all the same, knowing that it's all going to go wrong means I don't enjoy rewatching it all that much.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: I've tried to score the episode at least partly on my memories of seeing it for the first time, and experiencing the second half as at least something of a surprise, rather than my feelings on rewatching it wanting to shout, don't do this, at the screen for most of the first half of the episode. Quotes, Sheridan, this place has been declared dead more times than Lazarus, but we keep coming back.
1: Okay, was it Lazarus declared dead just once?
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: so twice. <laughs> well,
2: no, uh, because actually all the way back at the pilot they were saying, this place won't last more than a couple of months. It has actually been got an ongoing theme.
1: I know, but it's his his simile or metaphor or whatever was terrible. Because Lazarus was, I think, declared dead once. I mean, I think you could but, do a yeah. little bit better.
2: Yeah, I suppose so.
1: Uh,
2: You've been declared more
0: <laughs> dead, more times. Than than Buffy. Than, yeah,
4: Buffy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a soap opera character that's died many times. Or well, one of those like, actors
1: that people <laughs> keep reporting falsely that they're, de- they're dead or something. Mickey yeah. Ryan.
0: Or is Mickey Rooney dead? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's still <laughs> oh,
2: that, That's the example of exactly the thing you, you know. <laughs>
0: Um, Customer, do you believe in God, Mr. Garibaldi? Garibaldi, no. And you want to know why? Because if there were a God, then maybe just once in my life, somebody would sit in that chair and not assume I'm an idiot.
1: I don't know if that's an assumption that's wrong. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's like, Garibaldi, not Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh uh, uh, but no I don't think Lanier assumes he's an idiot. Oh
1: no. I actually really Prayers like right now. I'm very intrigued about what's going on.
0: <laughs> Favorite characters, human Ivanova, Alien Lanier, episode rating eighty out of a hundred years the Psychor has been around. Yarsto <laughs> from the Netherlands.
2: Thanks,
1: Yarsto. Thanks, Yarsto. Okay.
0: And next we have it okay. uh, from Yan.
1: <clears throat> Hello down Bellowers. Here's some feedback for the season four episode eight, "The Illusion of Truth," and the teaser. I like seeing Sheridan with the Star Fury model in the war room. Yeah, you know he was like zooming them around and stuff before she came. Yeah. <laughs> a crew from the ISN News is coming on board B five, and they say want to make a decent report on what is going on. Well, the result of the journalist's visit to B5, the ahem reportage, is infuriating. Having seen this, how can you ever trust a news report on TV again? I, for one, will never look at a news report or an interview as reliable. In particular, I hated the psychobabble from this ahem specialist, mostly because it was well-written. What's up with Garibaldi? Were his comments edited as well, or did he say what they showed us? You know, it seemed like it was all sort of one take, right? So it didn't really seem edited. Anybody else remember?
2: I think Uh. it was all one take, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Now for favorites. Human, Sheridan, for even trying to deal with reporters and yet being more than disappointed with the result. Alien, Delenn, with honorable mention of Lanier. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, And
2: you're blinded by love, just like the two of them are.
1: (laughs) Quotes. Ivanova. So what's got you so worried? Sheridan. I'm not worried, Ivanova. Tell that to your face. Sheridan. Oh, this is a different quote. Sheridan. I thought we'd seen the worst with the Vorlons, the shadows, the war. There's something far worse in the shadows. Reporters. He was right, wasn't he? Uh, There's the Sheridan comment about stripped naked and thrown out of an airlock.
2: And we have the follow-up after that as well.
1: And the open airlock policy quote. Yeah. Continuing, I sort of like the theme of the episode, and it was pretty well written and executed, and furthers the struggle with President Clark. So I rate it 7 out of 10 M'Bari War Syndromes. That's all for this time. This episode is a bit of a breather and focusing. Take care, for from now on, you have to watch the rest of Babylon 5 because there is no surrender and no retreat. Yan the Babylon Lurker. Thanks, Yan.
0: Thanks, Yan. Bye, Yan. Oh, thank you for joining us again this week, Shane. It's always pleasure. a pleasure to have you. Thank
1: around. you, Shane. Yep. Yeah,
0: thanks
2: for coming along again.
0: Hope to see, maybe see you back again later this season. Possibly. Oh,
2: maybe, Great. if you've got time for it. Possibly. Cool. cool. Um...
0: So uh that's all we have this week folks. We'll be back next time with atonement. But until then, goodbye.
2: Be sing you. Bye. Bye. Stroke
1: off.
4: whatever
0: on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash podcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast.